0: The bulletin. It is time for the bulletin. Uh, earlier than normal, why? Because we've just had an extraordinary long weekend with an extraordinary amount of sport. So let's uh, talk a variety of these uh, subject uh, matters. Although, uh, as we go to the bulletin, uh, no Lua, whom and Watties just away, but uh enough. Alex Chapman from Newsub is with me. Hello,
1: Alex. Hello, Daniel. Although, I've just seen the photo that Louis chosen to use for social media promoting this fine segment, and I think this might be my last appearance on it, because that's not the best photo ever, Louis. So, uh, (laughs) you can get the bit. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm back. I I thought you were there, mate. This was car points for us to bag
0: you while your back's turned. It's our favourite game.
1: You've, you've lulled him into a false insecurity. I am here. And I'll just have you know, that is the silent
0: assassin, Brian, who does that. And he takes great oh, pleasure God. in just pushing, pushing, pushing to see who he can get to snap with the photos where he goes deep, deep and deep. What have you got? I'm going to have to go find it. It's probably what? what Chappy bowling a, a rubber ball like, down legs. No no, 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 super, no, no. It's like a screenshot
1: from a live cross where I look at was pain because I probably wore yeah. all the glaring lights in my eyes.
0: Yeah, well, dark blue suit, good. Ty is very Scottish like that. He yeah, could have gone the full Windsor, uh, a little bit untidy, I-, I would say. But you are yeah. screaming at someone. I don't know if you're, you're screaming at Blair Chute that he's really arrogant or something, like uh, Sir Ben Ainsley has done in the, in the <laughs> sale Shoot. GP. Some good, some good niggle there, uh, some good niggle there, uh, we'll leave that alone, or oh, you might have asked a decent question about Saudi Arabia, I don't know, um, you know Alex, uh, anyway, I'm going to start off <laughs> by trying to build a bridge, to try to mend this possibly fractured, broken relationship that we now have with you, and mornings with them, Smith, I, I'm just a caretaker, so I'll, I'll, I'll try and blue tack this back together, um, considering the amount of sport we've had on this weekend, what would you like to talk about first?
1: Oh, putting it in uh, in my half of the pitch. Thank you. Um, Let's start with the All Black, because that's what we're going to be talking about all week, isn't it? And it's going to be um, an absolute heck of a week heading into this Rugby World Cup final. I'm intrigued to... We should start a running tally, and I might task you with this, McCarty, of how many times can we squeeze the S alliteration of Stransky, Susie, and Springboks into one sentence this week?
0: Ooh, solid, solid. I I would definitely go Springboks and Stransky a lot. Considering, and I told yep. this uh, to the station last time. I don't believe in Susie. Uh, I don't think Susie was a thing. I'll probably ignore that. I'll probably ignore that. But definitely Stransky. I've, I've already haven't. I've had. Have, you know, you, you you have visions about how the game might go and how you might call it. I've I've, I've already got visions of a South African uh, drop goal attempt from that sort of spot on the field. What a sadomasochistic individual I am.
1: <laughs> Is that, what's it called when it's um, PTSD before it's happened?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I had 2013 <laughs> when I when I when I covered the All Blacks in South Africa. I went to that spot at Alice Park and I had to stand there. Yeah. I just I just had oh. to stand there. I had to go there, and it didn't help, JP. It didn't help one bit. It didn't help one bit. It wasn't cathartic. <laughs> it didn't work. You're sick, You're sick in the head. <laughs> I asked a really interesting question by one of our talkback callers. I dodged it because I I don't have the answer to it. Are the All Blacks a better team than South Africa? Uh,
1: I I think they're two very different. This is going to be an absolute cop-out for me. You'll be shocked to hear. Uh, I I think they're two very different teams. I'd make it a bigger question. Is it the two best teams in the final? And I'd argue, yeah, there probably is. And I still find myself wishing that one of ireland and in particular probably france was still involved but i'll tell you what there's gonna be a whole lot of people and i'll put my hand up and say that i'm one of them who probably need to go to the supermarket this week and buy kilos and kilos of bacon because we're going to need something to match with the eggs that's going to end up all over our face because if ian foster wins this weekend and don't get me wrong i think he'll admit as well he's, he's not the only reason that if the Blakes are to win this weekend that's um that it had success. You look at the arrival of, of Schmidt and and Jason Ryan, obviously, that, that has timed well with the All Blacks' um, re-ascension to potentially being the best team in the world. But also look at the, the guys that Ian Foster has stuck with, and despite criticism, if we were to continue with this egg analogy, he, he kept all these eggs in this basket, and now Ian Foster is dancing along, swinging his basket, maybe even skipping at times, with this huge grin on his face, all the way into a final, which, if you look at the market, they're actually favoured for. And this could end up being one of, if not the, greatest yarns in the history of New Zealand sport.
0: It'd be a heck of a a return, uh, considering where they were. Back end of 2011 into 2022, they'd lost six out of eight games. Yeah, they'd punctuated those, or sorry, had interrupted those with wins against Ireland and Eden Park and South Africa at Alice Park. And Mm -hmm. I, I guess I always felt They had it in them. They had it in them. Um, And they clearly still have it in them, don't they? So I'm on the fence. This could go either way. I can't answer that gentleman's question from earlier, who's the better team. I don't know. It's who's going to be the better team Sunday morning. You you look at recent results. This year, one and Mm -hmm. one. One win, one loss. 2022, one win, one loss. 2021, one one win, one loss, right? Uh, There's nothing that separates these sides.
1: Nah. But, and and I say, like two very different types of teams. Like The All Blacks are, are very reliant on, on that starting tight five. Yeah, they they really um, focus on who is going to be the guys coming off the bench, in particular that front row. But man, you look at how quickly the All Blacks have gone from insisting that the likes of Lala and Okotonga Fasi are their starting props to just how Tyro Lomax and Ethan DeGroote have massively excelled, in particular under Jason Ryan. Um, so they know what their starting teams are at the moment, and at the moment the only real discussion is you know, the fact that, far out man the fact that one of Sam Whitelock and Brodie Rotella haven't been starting in recent games because Scott Barrett's been so good um, the way Sam Kane has, has been talked about is you know, he shouldn't even be in the All Black squad the starting uh, open side flanker and the All Blacks captain so the performances that he's put out in the last two weeks, and what we have actually started to see now is consistency out of this All Blacks team, and it's what we hadn't seen previously under the En Foster regime. You look at that fantastic win that they had in South Africa, which saved En Foster's career, and then they came home and lost, lost to Argentina. Far out, man. Like that, that's just... It, it's not even a discussion anymore of which All Blacks team is going to turn up. You know which All Blacks team is going to turn up. You know how they're going to play. And then you, you contrast that with... The for it as the Springboks nickname. I mean, Andre Pollard came on in the first half the other day because that's just the style of play that they want to They wanna go with. So it's going to be so much fun, man. But very, as I say, very contrasting styles of play. Open style of play with, with the All Blacks. They play how they think rugby should be played They're against a Springboks team who will do whatever it takes to win. it means absolutely boring a boring England team out of it, then they'll do it.
0: Yeah, interesting thoughts for sure. It's called Agnada, Agnada, Antenatal Game Delivery Anxiety. There you go. Ah, right. That's from an unnamed texter. Who's this text in? So it's Antenatal Game Delivery when you've got PTSD before the game. Uh, anger right. doesn't really roll off the tongue. Not, not sure. I'm happy with that. No. Um, anyway, we'll no. work on it. We'll, we'll, um, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, it. we'll get into a group. Yeah, we'll, we'll workshop it. That's a, that's what you say. In the TV <laughs> game, isn't it? All right. Yeah. Um, shall we move off the Rugby World Cup um, and turn our attention to the ICC uh, Cricket World Cup? Afghanistan have done it again. This time they've beaten Pakistan.
1: How good. How uh, good. And this is why I love this format. And I know it's a bit of a controversial format, this 10-team this round-robin, but it means that those so-called Minnow teams, like Afghanistan, like the Netherlands, have to go through such a gruelling and structured and tough process to make it into this World Cup, to qualify for this World Cup, that they actually have to topple some big teams. So, in a way, they're almost match fit for, for beating big-name nations. There's probably no longer that fear that comes with uh, having to face a tier one nation like they would have been in the past and you know, the fact that Baba Razam came out and said that they pretty much just got outplayed man, that there's serious depth in, in Minnow Nations nowadays to the point where I don't even think we should be calling them Minnow Nations anymore. You look at the guys that are being picked for Afghanistan and they're, they're players that, are, you know, like everyone's going to talk about Mujib and Rashid Khan but there's other guys in that team that are making serious careers out of being professional cricketers and there's depth to this team. The longer are they requiring a one or two players to stand up. You look at how it used to be with Ireland, for example, you know, 10, 15 years ago, where they needed one player to really, well, one or two players to have a really good game. Like, both O'Brien would sort of have to to really step up. When Owen Morgan was still playing for Ireland, he would have had to score a whole lot of runs. Whereas there's so many players within these is lesser nations at the moment. I mean, lesser all in terms of the experience on the global cricketing stage, that if one guy does, doesn't come off, then someone else will do it. And that, that's normally reserved for those really top echelon type teams that see them delivering it to show that, you know, beating an experienced team like in England wasn't a one-off. There are really serious threats now on the global cricket stage.
0: Yeah, that, that they are. Um, and I guess the way the – are we changing our number, our magic number, to get in? Could you get in with five wins now, do you think?
1: I mean, the playoffs got in with five in – yeah. The has got in with five in 2019 because um, they had that washout against India. So I think they finished with – it would have been 11 points. Uh, I think it's going to come up with – it's going to end up being – like how condensed that, that middle table ends up being Obviously India is going to absolutely march in And to be honest, the White Cups only now Assuming that they beat Sri Lanka in their last game The wakeups only need to beat one of Australia this weekend South Africa next week Pakistan in their penultimate game And then you assume they'll beat Sri Lanka um, To qualify with six I'd say what will happen, we might end up with two sevens, two sixes Maybe um, if, if the cream does rise to the top, but I want to rule out Australia now peeling off a lot of wins in a row. England, mathematically, well, we, we love the mathematically conversation, Daniel. Uh, England, mathematically, can still make it. So the, this World Cup is, you know, it feels like it's been going on for a little bit, but it's, it's nowhere near done yet in terms of solving that top four sort of arrangement. The Black still might not make it, you know. Yeah, they should make it, but who knows? That's that's very true. So what were the big storylines
0: from the New Zealand result against India? Other than England, uh, India are really good and Virat Kohli might have a future in one-day cricket.
1: <laughs> uh, I think I said to low before the World Cup, if you can get India 350 or better at, at the TAB or at any other market that you choose to, to use, um, then put a whole lot of coin on it because I think what came kind of out of it is India didn't play nearly as well as they should have. They kind of pissed around a little bit trying to get Virat Kohli to another 100 and they still chased down what was a pretty solid New Zealand target. Um, as a Black Caps fan, I'm not too disheartened by it. Is Yeah, Daryl Mitchell scores some runs. It's fantastic. Great to see you know, someone else other than um, Devin Conway kind of having to hunk down and, and Daryl Mitchell just continues to be the absolute find of, of New Zealand cricket in the last probably two, three years. Um, The way he he bats in particular and has kind of really owned that number four spot in the last year or so, uh, there's there's room for improvement. The winning run was always going to come to an end, wasn't it? It's it's very hard for a non-subcontinent team to go to the subcontinent and peel off nine straight wins and then go into a semi-final and win that and then go into a final and win that. So you're asking for them to have won 11 in a row, which I don't know if any team has ever done that in the subcontinent to be honest, as as a visiting nation. So I'm not overly worried about it to be honest. I, I think the black caps now can kinda of look at this as the first segment of the World Cup done. And now they start to look at okay, when do we rest bolt? When do we rest Henry? The fact that they've got a really long break now before the Australia game, I think will will help them as well in terms of load management and managing those players. But at some stage, Tim Southey's going to have to play. He's going to have to play another couple of games at some stage as well. So I'm just really enjoying this World Cup despite the, the awful time zone. Uh, Joe Root says England
0: need to play more um, international 50 over cricket uh, to compete competing at World Cups. Uh, he says, I, I don't want to offer this as an excuse while offering it as an excuse um, that they only played 42 one-day internationals between World Cups, New Zealand played 43, Australia played 44. This is scraping the barrel as far as excuses.
1: But also, where is the calendar for it? Like, it's as, as last time I checked, Daniel, that every nation has only 365 days in the year. Correct.
0: <laughs> that is true. Wow, leap year. But hey.
1: No, no, Leap here, no yeah, no a, a bit of overlap, maybe with time zones. Yeah, all right, that's unlikely to be potential. Yeah. Well, hey, mate.
0: <laughs> if you want perfection, you've got to demand perfection, don't you, uh, <laughs> Chappie? <laughs> Andrew Webster's locked up for a very, very, very long time. How can this not be very, very good news for the Warriors?
1: It's such a long time, <laughs> I thought there was a typo when I read the press release yesterday. A three-year extension when there's still two years to run, it's hard to actually think of any other New Zealand team that would do that to any of their coaches and for it to be reciprocated by their coach. I was thinking, oh yeah, The Crusaders might have done that with Scott Robertson, but Scott Robertson was always looking at higher honours, and understandably so, with all due respect to the Crusaders. But Webster clearly sees a long-term future here, He wants to continue to build on those foundations that he laid uh, this season. And let's not forget that the Warriors in 27, 28 will look very, very different. Sean Johnson definitely won't be there. He's made that very clear. Who knows what Roger originatorial aspect will be up to then. So this is going to take serious work and serious investment from him. But he obviously wants to build some sort of a dynasty like Penrith have done. And I think it's probably no coincidence that that's where he came from before coming to the Warriors.
0: And uh, what else? Steven Adams, out of the NBA season. Uh, yeah. Oh, good. Knee injury, right?
1: Yeah, and if he doesn't sort out these, these injuries, he missed a big chunk of last season. If he doesn't sort out these injuries when he comes back next season, then unfortunately he might become a real what-if. And we might be walking away from Stephen Adams' NBA career going, oh, God, I just feel like I've missed out on what could have been here. And I didn't quite get what I really, really wanted out of his career. Don't get me wrong. He's had a fantastic career. And he's made a, a, a mess name for himself. But it's a big blow as well for, for Memphis um, or for a Memphis team that's already going to be without Ja Morant for 25 games in the season, which is, what, 30-ish percent of, of the regular season. So to, to have their two well, two very key players, not, uh, not there for a big chunk of it, Um, if anyone wants to take the under on the Memphis total wins, then I'd jump on that right now.
0: What he's got out of the league, $146 US dollars over the course of his career with a couple of years still to go. He's done all right. He's had a great little little run. I know it's not all about the money, um, but, you know, my mortgage is looking quite substantial. Oh, you want him to pay it off for you? Is that what you're suggesting? No, no, I'd like him to play for New Zealand once.
1: Oh, I mean... I think that's actually a, a fair ask as a New Zealand sports fan. Uh, that's obviously a much bigger issue and, and that's more for Basketball New Zealand and Stephen Adams to probably both of them follow their pride a little bit and actually get into a room and have a conversation and maybe Stephen Adams can put his credit card on the bar and have a few drinks and sort things out. We can see him in the Blake jersey. Blake Singlet. So, so-
0: so South Africa's lost to Ireland, the number three ranked team. They've beaten the fourth ranked team of the world, the fifth ranked team in the world, or the sixth ranked team of the world at this World Cup. We've just been in Ireland. South Africa's to lose, mate, isn't it? Shouldn't we flip it and put the pressure on Russia and the boys? Mate, it's theirs to win. Mate, it's theirs to win. We're the <laughs> underdog. We're just the plucky, clucky underdog, mate. Oh, the market doesn't say that. Bull sixty seven, two ten. There you go. just
1: looked at it. Oh, god, that's good, money. Two ten. Ten for a two-horse race. yeah, yeah, that's that's All right. Not, that, that's not bad. Hey, thanks for clearing the
0: decks and uh, giving us an extended period of your time, mate. And don't worry, Brian's going to get a good scolding for choosing that photo. You look, you, you look like one yeah. of those, uh, you know, you know, one of those clowns with their mouths open that goes from side to the side at you know at uh, parks and you throw oh, balls. Oh, the Easter stuff. show.
1: Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. You look, like, about, you look about, like one of those, mate. It's about time him and Watt showed some leadership, so if he could actually show some in this case, (laughs) that would be much appreciated. Thank you, Chappy. Thanks, here. (laughs) Thanks,
0: Alex Chapman from News Hub.